on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Dominic Catronio. Yes, the last two games were not very fun at all. Yes, the Brewers continue to have this up-and-down oddity of a season. And yes, something happened on the baseball field tonight that you can do at home. And that is throw a 39-mile-an-hour strike like Pablo Reyes did in the ninth inning tonight. It was, it's been that kind of night the last two nights. Position player closing it out for both teams and blowout losses. Brewers fall 12 to 6. It wasn't even that close. A garbage time home run by Hunter Renfro made it look a little bit better. It was 12 to 4. But, let's, always gonna try to find a silver lining at the same time giving the criticism when it's fair. If I told you at the start of this stretch, we're leaving the Cubs series out of this. If I told you at the start of this stretch, hey, the Brewers are going to go 3-4 and four against the best team in baseball. I don't think there's a single person that's, that would say, oh, I don't want that. I expect 4-3. and three. I don't think there's a single person heading into this stretch that would say, oh, no, no. 4-3, and three, not good enough. No, it needs to be 4-3. Three. 3-4, three and four, no, not good enough. That's what the Brewers just did. They went 3-4. and four. Yes, they had an opportunity to win the series these last two days with Corbin Burns pitching yesterday. And then today with Adrian Hauser being thrust into a start that the Brewers didn't want him to start in. It was supposed to be Aaron Ashby, but he's on the mend with the shoulder injury, uh, or inflammation, I should say. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. We'll be with you until 12.30, so a little more than 45 minutes or so here on the show. Brewers fall 12-6, to and let's go with the priorities here, though, first. They were the last game of the night. A lot uh, has already been settled before they even touch the baseball in this game. But there is good news in the out-of-town scoreboard. The Cardinals, they lost to the Cubs. So the deficit remains five and a half games in the Central. In the wild card, the Padres lost today. They got shut out by Cleveland, by the Guardians. So that deficit remains one and a half, technically two, because of the tiebreaker. As for the Phillies, tonight the Phillies actually... Uh, got the win over the Reds, so they are now two games up on the Padres and three and a half, essentially four up on the Brewers. What I'm trying to look at with this race to the uh, to the finish here, Brewers are now 65 and 58. In fact, they actually have three games in hand against the Padres head to head, meaning that they have played three fewer games than the Padres to this point. So that gap could close in the blink of an eye with a really good week. But winning's going to take care of everything. Yes, it feels good in the moment right now that the Brewers don't technically lose any ground. But a win would have felt a whole lot better these last two days, of course, because then you're looking right there. But at the end of the day, look at the calendar. It's about to be August 25th. It doesn't matter on August 25th. It only matters on October 5th. That is all that matters for the Brewers. Winning will take care of everything, and right now the Brewers, well, just haven't been winning all that much. They've continued their slide here in the month of August. They've dropped this series on the road in Los Angeles. It becomes a 2-4 and four road trip against the Cubs and the Dodgers. But looking at 
their August right now. With this loss uh, tonight, the Brewers this month are just 8-13. and 13. It will be only their second sub-500 month, unless something really changes in these last six games in the month. They will be their second sub-500 month of the season. The only other one, of course, that abysmal June that the Brewers had when they went 12-15. and 15. But keep in mind about that poor June, how ice cold they started. They started out losing eight of their first nine games uh, in the month of, or excuse me, nine of their first ten games in the month of June. But then we're able to get back on track for the rest of the way, only losing six more games and winning another 11. So they got back on track to finish that month. They won't have that same luxury here in August. But for September, this is the stretch starting tomorrow, or I should say on Friday. The Brewers have Thursday off, which is a much-needed off day right now because as they're in the middle of this 31 games in 31 days, this is their lone off day as they now prepare for their final long stretch of consecutive games remaining. They will play the next 17 days consecutively with 18 games in them. Remember, there's that doubleheader because of the lockout earlier in the year coming up against the Giants on September 8th, which leads into their next off day on September 12th. It's going to be here in the blink of an eye, but this part of the schedule, this is this is the do or die. Let's see what you're made of here because you've got the Cubs coming to town, then the Pirates come to town, then you go to Arizona for four, go to Colorado for three, back home for two for that doubleheader with the Giants, and home for three with the Reds before the final big gauntlet begins. Two against the Cardinals at Bush, three at home with the Yankees, three at home with the Mets. And then after that, you've only got two more games with a team over 500, that being the Cardinals at home, the 27th and 28th. These next four series, and if you want to go further than that, the doubleheader and then the extra series after that. So next five series and a doubleheader. This is where you need to grade this team. Can they get it done against teams they are better than? This will determine... Can they legitimately be playoff contenders? This is where the Cardinals got hot last year to shock everybody to sneak into the wild card game. The Brewers are their sets are all on the wild card game at this point. That's where they need to be. If you disagree, let us know on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text line. That's 855-616-1620. You can text, you can call. If you are up late, thanks for joining us. 855-616 one six twenty. You can tweet me as well at Dom underscore Catronio. That's D O M underscore C O T R O N E O. Brewers fall twelve to six. We'll have more reaction coming up. We're going to talk about Adrian Hauser. We're going to talk about the future of the starting rotation. We also got plenty to talk about with the twenty twenty three schedule. Yeah, that was released uh, ahead of today's game. Got some interesting opponents coming up, some history being made coming up next year for Major League Baseball. We'll have highlights and Craig Council reaction, too, as the Brewers prepare for an off day tomorrow. More to come here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Swing and a line drive poked into right center field. That'll fall for a base hit. Splits the gap and rolls all the way to the fence. Racing around third is Willie Adamas. Relay to the plate from Muncie, not in time. Willie, a foot first slide safely into home. There were highlights. See? There were highlights in this one. As the Brewers fall 12-6 against the Dodgers. They dropped the series two out of three games. I'm Dominic Catronio. Vinny Rotino is on the line with us to 
kind of let us sit on the couch and let out our feelings here, Vinny. It's been a tough past couple of days, and given the lack of consistent offense, uh, of all people to have a clunker yesterday was Corbin Burns today. I can't, I, it sounds poor to say, but the scouting report just didn't line up for Adrian Hauser to have success today against the Dodgers. And all things considered, he was already up against it, if you will, already being on a pitch count against a team that hits a ton of fly balls. I mean, this was going to be a tall ask no matter what from Adrian Hauser and, and kind of got, I think, what a lot of people were expecting today. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think you're right. I mean, Adrian Hauser was not gonna have a good start tonight i mean he, you could see he wasn't even really on his game mentally i mean we've seen him take some strides uh and really up his game like when you talk about how he's been able to like limit the damage and kind of become like that new guy that wasn't gonna get rattled by things i mean we saw it right away early in the game he, he got squeezed a little bit some calls and goes away ends up walking the first two guys we just haven't seen that from adrian hauser a lot i know he's not having as good of a year as last year but you know, this was Adrian Hauser from a, a few years ago. But again, yes, I, you gotta you gotta cut him some slack. I mean, he hasn't. He's coming off that flexor injury. That's that's not something you want to mess around with. Um, he wasn't great in his rehab st- starts down in AAA. So he's just trying to get get back into it. Get the timing of that sinker. Get the timing of his delivery down. You could sense that um, he'll be better next time out. Um, but yeah, he was up against it tonight for sure against a really good Dodgers team. I mean, I I try not to overreact to these past two results, given the Brewers gave the Dodgers absolutely everything they could handle for five straight games until these last two. I thought they were a very, very good team. Even in the game they got shut out 4 nothing here at American Family Field, they weren't you know, playing terribly. They just weren't getting the hit. They went 0-9 with runners in scoring position in that game. You, Eric Lauer hung in there on Monday night. The bullpen was stones. They added on runs. They didn't even need Devin Williams in the win on Monday. For five games, that can't be ignored. The Brewers hung in there against a very, very quality opponent in the Dodgers. Yeah, it gives you hope that the Brewers are going to be able to if they get into the playoffs, compete and maybe win a series or two, and you just never know. I mean, they they need something to happen, like a little spark, something where where they that ignites them in order to propel them to play a little bit better baseball, a little bit more consistent baseball in order to get in to the playoffs. And if they do that, then they will have played playoff type baseball for six weeks and and learn as a team as a group, how to come out on top of these really close games, these really tight games, these playoff atmosphere-type games. And then that's what we saw from the Braves last year. It's exactly what we saw from the Braves, and they won the World Series. So if you can just get in, and in fact, in 2019, that's exactly what happened with the Washington Nationals when they won the World Series. So there's an advantage if you if you want to call it that, that silver lining that we talk about of playing from behind, of playing uh, where now these games matter in order to sneak into the playoffs, it could it could create a situation where they could benefit from that if they can get in. That's a big if at this point, Dom. Just considering how they have been playing, but you laid it out perfectly in the first segment. You see the schedule there. You got to take care of business these next four series, um, and then and then we'll we'll see what happens from there. But they can gain some momentum. 
And that's the big thing. That, that, that is the big thing. You got to get those winning ways back, those winning vibes back in these next four before you play those, those really, those three tough series against the Cardinals, Mets, and Yankees. Looking at the uh, Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, a few texts are rolling in right now. That's 855-616-1620. We're chatting with Vinny Rotino here on Brewers Extra Innings. One asking that it's feeling like things are spiraling downward right now and ever since trading Josh Hader, of course, and that's what a lot of folks are going to continue to go back to. It's hard to feel optimistic about this team's future. Not to write the season off already, but does this team have the potential to still be serious contenders in the next few seasons? Now, I'll give a quick thought. Let's look at next season. This is going to be virtually the same core next season. Burns should be back. Woodruff should be back. Peralta should be back healthy. Williams in the closer role. Renfro will be back. Rowdy will be back. Adamas will be back. You know, your main core guys... And, of course, Yelich, uh, to be said. And you've got some talent at the upper levels on the minors. You've got some pitching on the way. I think there's enough to be excited about, right? Yeah, there is enough to be excited about. I mean, the core, like you said, is there. You have four like legitimate center field prospects sitting right there in AAA. You also have Bryce Terang. You also have Robert Gasser, who came over in that hater trade, who is pitching well um, in AA. And, and so, yeah, you, you have some pieces coming. Those guys are also, remember, those guys are also currency for for a trade maybe in the offseason to acquire another mm-hmm. guy as well. So that's how you got to think of this. It, I get it. I understand where fans are at. I, I talked to a number of guys on the coaching staff. Last year was a great year for the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, 30 games over 500. Everything went right in order for the starting pitching to stay healthy, um, the bats came alive. And remember, that carried over into the, the first part. The first 50 games of the season, the Brewers were off to the best start in franchise history in the first 50 games. So that thing, you know, that feeling of everything going right from last year carried over to the first part of this season. And then Freddie Peralta got hurt, and then a bunch of guys got hurt, and it just kind of spiraled downward. They're not done yet, though. They're using this adversity. They're trying to battle through all the adversity and trying – to get the those winning ways back, um, Josh Hader's been really bad as well. So I mean, you can't really point to that, uh, you know, being the downfall of the Brewers. He was bad with the Brewers towards the end. He's been bad with the Padres. So um, I get it. You can see both sides of this, but I'm I'm, I'm taking the optimistic view. I, I don't think they're out of it yet, and uh, they certainly have something to look forward to in the future as well. I agree with you 100%. I agree with you. We're going to take a quick breather. Uh, there are a few more texts to get to, and I also got a couple tweets that rolled in as well. More to come with Vinny Rotino here on Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Here's a high fly ball out to right. Back goes Betts at the track, at the wall. Bye-bye baseball. Willie Adamas goes opposite field for his 25th of the year, and the Brewers are on the board. It's one to nothing. Number 25 for Willie, opposite field, only his fourth oppo homer this year. Something he needs to get back into the well end to carry this team into October, if that's going to be the plan. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dominic Catronio. The Acunet Mortgage Talking Text Line is 855-616-1620. Again, that's 855-616-1620. Former big leaguer Vinny Rotino is on the line with us, and Vinny, I want to go way, way back in time with you before we get to these texts. I want to go back to 2004, okay? I think you may or may not know where I'm going with this. You were playing for Beloit 
mm-hmm. and you get on the mound, and you got a strikeout in A ball. Do you have any recollection as to the position player pitching in A ball? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's my only inning. Of course, I do. It was, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Can you, you tell us anything played, about it? I played all nine innings or all nine uh, positions that game. Um, I started behind the plate and I moved all the way around and then I ended up pitching that last inning. Um, it was the last game of the season. Don Money was my manager and he said he's going to try and get me to play all the all nine positions and I and I pitched the one inning and three up, three down, got a punch out. Were you were you lobbing it like Pablo? Were you putting no. some gas, putting some sink? What were you doing? I touched eighty eight. This was this was when you know position players actually tried to throw hard. Um, I think that was probably dumb, um, you know, because I've seen guys, <laughs> I've seen teammates of mine in the minor leagues try and blow it out as a position player in a blowout, and I actually saw one. Um, it, uh, Godwin was his name, last name, and he ended up blowing out his arm and had TJ never played again. So, <laughs> actually, although I don't like seeing it, I think it's the right approach. Yeah, and so we saw Pablo Reyes have the register the slowest called strike in Brewers pitch tracking history at 39 miles an hour in this game. And a question we got on the text line comes from Doug saying that they didn't show up tonight, they didn't show up last night. This team doesn't look like they have any fire or urgency. And with the Cubs, I think they really will win two out of three. They're lucky the Padres are playing bad too. Well, Doug, if you can say they didn't show up tonight, they didn't show up, I think last night, it was more of a lack of execution from the least surprising or the most surprising guy that you would say to have a lack of execution in Corbin Burns. Nobody saw that coming. You were, you were hyped up about that matchup of Gonsolin and Burns. Tonight, things got out of hand quickly against Adrian Hauser, and as soon as that snowball started rolling, it became a full-blown avalanche. And You can get into an arms race with the Dodgers. You're not going to win that arms race nine times out of ten. And the Brewers said, you know what, let's just hit the reset button, hit into the off day, flush this and as i said at the top of the show they went three and four against the dodgers i don't think there's a single brewers fan out there that would have not taken that at the start of this stretch yeah i mean and then you got six going up here against the cubs pirates then four against the diamondbacks and and, and three more against the, the colorado rockies so and then another three against the reds so i mean this like you, i mean you laid it out there perfectly down these next two weeks make or break for the brewers We'll revisit, you know, where they're at in a couple of weeks. I mean, we'll be talking about them every single day. But um, if they can get, I don't even, I don't even know what the number would be. Win seven, not even seventy five percent of these games. Six, just win every series. Win two out of every three. I think it's going to put them in a in a really nice spot. The Padres have a a rougher schedule than the Brewers. I don't think the Padres have the the the, the winning mindset type of, of an approach just in that clubhouse, just in that organization in general, as the Brewers do. So um, I think they have an advantage there. Remember, though, they do have to make up an extra game because they do not have that tiebreaker as well against the Padres. So um, it's really a, 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 what is it? It's a, a one-and-a-half game lead, but they're going to have to make up a, an extra game. They have to win the, the wild card outright from them. So we'll see what happens from there. Do you have a guy that you highlight to say, or even a group or you know, a, a handful of, of players, whatever it may be, that you say, you know what, this guy either A, needs to perform better, or B, will continue to bring the team along with him? What, how do you see the Brewers getting back on track? 
Yeah, so I see, I, to me, it's Willie Adamas. You know, the Brewers were, you know, had that incredible season last year. Willie Adamas had an incredible season when he got over to the Brewers. Um, he got, what was he, 19th in, in MVP voting. He got a, a handful of first place votes for MVP. Um, and I think if he if he gets going again, like we know that he's capable of doing, um, the offense goes. And so he's he's a guy that that needs to really just step it up and and hit offensively. And uh, I mean he's playing really good defense, although he did boot a ball tonight. But he's like fourth in the league for outs above average, so he's playing really nice shortstop overall. So, but he's just got to get it going with the bat, Dom. That's that's my guy. And, uh, and tonight was certainly encouraging to see that from Willie. Again, a home run. We just played the highlight a second ago. Multiple hits. He was a triple shot of the cycle in the 12-6 loss tonight. Hey, Vinny, we'll let you go, man. Thanks for spending some time with us, staying up late with the Brewer fans here on Brewers Extra Innings. Uh, and we'll catch you on television this weekend uh, as the Cubs come to town, right? For sure, yeah. I'll be on I'll be on set. I'll be flying that mini- miniature elf flag that my mom made for me. <laughs> All right, let's make sure it's flying all three days. Vinny Rettino, thanks for hopping on here and staying up with us, my friend. we got more to come on Brewers Extra Innings. Get your talks and texts in. It is 855-616-1620. The line here on WTMJ. And the pitch. And Renfro, a high fly ball to deep left. Gallo going back at the warning track. And it is going to fly out of here. Hunter Renfro. Hey, a home run off a position player, but arbitration doesn't care. Every little swing matters. That's why you guys see up there having some fun when the position player's in. Brewers fall 12-6 to tonight in This is Brewers X Ratings. I'm Dominic Catronio. Uh, we got a lot of questions about Adrian Hauser. We're going to get to those. we got Craig Council Sound coming up in just a little bit. And uh, some short-lived highlights to come from this one as well. Uh, and uh, schedule release. We're going to talk about the 2023 schedule at the very end of the show today as well. But I want to get to the text line and a couple of tweets that came in specifically asking about Adrian Hauser. If you want to get your text in, if you're still listening, still up with us, the number is 855-616-1620. Again, that's 855-616-1620. From the text line, from Mike in Colorado. Thanks for listening, Mike. You got the advantage being out west right now. Uh, starting Hazard tonight against Los Angeles after his long stint on the IL was a questionable move by Craig Council. Not sure what the alternative was. Uh, there was no alternative because it was supposed to be Aaron Ashby. And if you may recall... Last week, the Brewers were kind of reassessing what they wanted to do with Adrian Hauser because they weren't exactly exuding confidence with the way his last rehab outing, when he pitched into the fourth inning with Nashville, he had three walks, four runs. It wasn't exactly sharp, and he did get up and down four times, but he only threw 61 pitches. It wasn't quite what they wanted to see to send him back into the big leagues, and they had made the plan for him to be pitching with Nashville this week. However, when they got wind of Aaron Ashby's shoulder barking on him uh, after Saturday's game, that, well, they got a scratch of that rehab assignment for Hauser and make sure he's with the team if they were indeed going to put Ashby onto the injured list, which is what they ultimately did. And it was between, quite frankly, it was between three candidates, in my opinion. Do you start Adrian Hauser when he was already ready to make a start? And whatever you get out of him, if it's three innings, if it's four innings, great. You know it's going to be a shorter outing. 
Two, do you go to Jason Alexander, who's already in the big league bullpen now, immediately and see what you can get out of him? Or three, do you call up the left-hander Ethan Small to make a spot start and send him back down to AAA? In my opinion, it made sense to bring in Hauser and have Alexander ready to go behind him for that bulk, which is what we saw in this game. Alexander really did a lot to save this bullpen. Hobie Milner didn't pitch great. Uh, I got some thoughts on that to talk about, too. But uh, Hobie Milner didn't pitch great. Peter Strzelecki faced the Dodgers again. They're a gauntlet of a lineup. But Jason Alexander saved a lot of arms. And I think that was the plan all along to try to get it to Alexander as soon as possible. But once things got really out of hand, it became kind of like, hey, let's see how your stuff works against righties. Let's see how this pitch works. It kind of became a development-type game. So that's where I feel like the Brewers just were kind of tied. Of They had to go with Hauser because... They've got so much, so many games coming up here, and having uh, an injured list appearance again for Aaron Ashby comes at a very, very poor time. So a good question there from Doug as well, and from Mike uh, from Colorado. A tweet asking about, from this comes from Scott, how will the Brewers use their fourth and fifth starters down the stretch? At one point, do you start throwing guys on short rest? I don't think that's ever going to happen uh, for short rest, that is, just because, for one, Last season, the Brewers, six-man rotation the whole year. They made it through mostly unscathed in that regard. And now, Freddie Peralta certainly isn't going to go on short rest. Adrian Hauser certainly isn't going to go on short rest. Aaron Ashby, when he returns in September, is not going to go on short rest. And you're not going to put Corbin Burns at risk if the Brewers are still two-back, three-back, four-back. And Corbin Burns is a great pitcher. This is not... CC Sabathia, you know this—that's not going to happen again. That was, that was freakish of what he did. So I don't see short rest happening. Fourth and fifth starters is going to kind of end up being reliance on the off days coming up because right now, as we said, they're about to start a stretch after tomorrow's off day of 18 games in 17 days. But then they'll finally get a breather for the rest of the season with a few more off days. Just looking ahead. After today's off day, or Thursday's off day, it is Thursday now, by the way, we're with you to the bottom of the hour, but looking ahead, the Brewers in August, this will be their last off day, and then September, they have an off day on the 12th, the 15th, and the 26th. Maybe they can find ways to spread things out in that regard. Uh, We're going to hear from Craig Council here in just a second, go through some highlights a little bit later as well, here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. 0-1, ground ball, up the first baseline, and in right field for a base hit. Turner, big turn at first. He's headed towards second. Here's the throw from Renfro. It's not going to be in time. Back kind of night. Brewers fall by a final of 12-6 to to the Dodgers. They lose the series two games to one. And now let's toss it to the manager of the Brewers, Craig Council. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um... You know, it's what you can't just give them. You got to make swing the bat, and it, it, that sounds simple and a little little leagueish almost. But um, for this team, we've done a good job of that, um, and, and that's. You, you, but you really have to do it. Um, if you give them free passes um, and put bites on base, they'll they make you pay, and um, you know that was kind of the story tonight. This is a series that started out so with a lot of promise after your first game and now after three. How do you leave here? What's your thought? Yeah, I mean, we didn't, um, you know, we, we, we pitched really well the first game. We didn't we didn't pitch very well uh, the last two games. And, um, 
So they, you know, that that's the story of it. 39 pitches in the first inning. Just how much does that take out of a pitcher, especially coming off of the layoff that he did Yeah, I mean, it, that's, that, it, it was a rough first inning. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, it it makes it it makes it tough to for anything to positive to come out of it really. Um, but you know, the, the the positives really came from you know Jason Alexander to me finishing, getting three and a third, and and, and saving the rest of the bullpen. Um, you know, and giving giving setting us up kind of into a day off and into another long stretch with really just making those guys fresh. So I, I thought Jason did a really nice job and delivered. You know, he got ten outs for us, um, which which really uh, sets hopefully sets us up uh, moving forward. If it was drawn up at all coming in, would it have been like twelve outs from Adrian? Would that have put him in a good spot if you had? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what that would have been a very good result, um, and and that's kind of what we're you know hoping to get. How I mean, this is maybe oversimplification, but how important is it for him to bounce back? Ashby down. You you need that spot without a lot of a lot of off days coming up, don't you? Yeah, I mean that, we're going to have to use a fifth starter, um, and so it, it we, we've got to get perf- good performance from that spot. Um, you know, for, it didn't go well tonight, unfortunately. Do you think you'll will it be him next time, or will you talk about it? Because you got Alexander pretty stretched out too. Right? Yeah, I mean I think we'll. You know, I think we have to talk about you know the best way to get through through games, and without off days, you know, we're going to need length from that position, uh, or you know, that that position. So, you know, I think you know we got to get one of those guys going. You have a good series at your place against him. Do you leave here at least at all discouraged? How's this feeling? Yeah, I mean, it. You know, we we lost last two games. It, it doesn't. You necessarily matter who you're who you're playing. We're, we're just looking for wins and trying to trying to put wins, you know, on our ledger. So, um, you know, unable to do it the last two days. Winning takes care of everything. The manager certainly knows that as they head into the home stretch of the season, a little over a month to go. A couple short highlights to get to coming up on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get up! Time for Delight Highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. You know, to the naked eye, a 12-6 loss may sound like there's more highlights for the Brewers, but really, it was their night. However, they did get off to a great start. Just three pitches into this game, Willie Adamas gave the Brewers the lead. Here's a high fly ball out to right. Back goes Betts at the track, at the wall. Bye-bye baseball. Willie Adamas goes opposite field for his 25th of the year, and the Brewers are on the board. It's one to nothing. Brewers ring the bell with another homer from Adamas, number 25. Please remember, you don't have to wait till Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.org. As great as that start was, the Dodgers responded with four in the bottom half of the first and never looked back. At one point, they were leading 12-2. And in the ninth, with Hanser Alberto on the mound, Renfro wanted to join in on the party. And the pitch. And Renfro, a high fly ball to deep left. Gallo going back at the warning track. And it is going to fly out of here. Hunter Renfro 
Short highlights because, well, the Brewers only had nine hits in this game. Six of them belong to Willie Adamas and Hunter Renfro. They both go yard in a 12-6 defeat. We'll wrap up the show next on WTMJ. Brewers fall. Brewers fall by a final of 12 to 6. That's all for our show here tonight. Brewers Weekly comes tomorrow night at 8 on WTMJ. Our next broadcast is Friday with the Cubs. First pitch is scheduled for 7-10. For Tommy Wirtz, running the ones and twos, I'm Dominic Catronio. Thank you so much for listening. Holler at you from Brewers Weekly tomorrow night. Until then, keep on swinging.